everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and on today's episode, man, I cannot believe it. It's been 100 episodes of the podcast, 100 wonderful episodes I was able to create with you guys, uh, just depending on numbers and stuff because I have a couple bonus episodes as well, but it's been a blast. It's been a real big journey to have with you guys, you know, from when we first started the podcast to now, I just, you know, just, it's a really good time to just reflect on the growth of the podcast and also, you know, the listenership and all that. But before we get started, I just first wanted to touch base on that. But when it comes to the topics for today's podcast, we're going to do a couple. So we're going to talk about Eric Erickson's stages of development, one of my favorite theories of all time. And then we're also going to talk about and do our weekly Terra and mix in a little bit of cancer season just to see, you know, how everybody is feeling now. So on our next podcast, I'm going to do more on the astrology talk, talk about Venus and also talk about um, cancer and the energy we should be feeling. So first, I just wanted to start this podcast again by just saying when we reach a certain number of episodes or you know months worked or years spent we should take time to reflect on the journey in which we are on and i must say that now that we reached 100 episodes for this podcast it just shows you again just the overall growth and you know what I have learned from my first episode here to now and interviewing a bunch of guests and interviewing a bunch of people. And it's been, it's been a blast, you know, and you really need to appreciate the journey. So to reach a hundred episodes, it's been great. And I ain't stopping anytime soon. So, um, part of the conversation, if you guys have any questions or, you know, any favorite episodes or any favorite podcast episodes I created, feel free to message me or email me, you know, because I've talked a lot about grief. I've talked a lot about anxiety, depression, uh, man, just so much stuff, spirituality, astrology. It's been great. So I just want to say again, thank you to the listeners for helping me reach 100 episodes, for keeping me going, because uh, there's definitely been times, you know, where I have questioned like, hey, should I keep doing this, you know, and the fact that you guys continue to pour in the support and all of that stuff. It's really been great. So I just want to say thank you guys for helping me reach to 100 episodes. So hopefully, you know, you guys can continue to enjoy this podcast and hopefully you're learning something new. Uh, that's the whole point of this podcast. But without further ado, now that I'm done doing a little congratulations for the podcast, let's get started with the big topic of today's podcast, which is Eric Erickson's stages of development. 
So when I first saw this story or this theory, when I learned in undergrad, I learned a little bit of it in high school. I love this theory because I think it makes so much sense. So we're going to go through each stage. So pretty much what Eric Erickson believed in is, you know, like depending on what age we are in and depending on like what are we experienced during these stages, like we're meant to learn something from each stage. So mastery, it leads to ego strength. So this is all involving building our sense of ego, building our sense of self. And what happens is if there's been conflict during these stages, it might put a strain on our ego and our own self-discovery. So the first stage we're going to get into is the infancy stage. So this is from birth to about 18 months. So the big thing here is trust versus mistrust. An important event to think about is eating, right? So when we are in our first 18 months of life, right? Like we're learning to trust our adults because they're taking care of us, right? So hopefully, you know, we're getting the care that we need in the, in that first 18 months, because if not, you know, our sense of hope can really, you know, be put on the back burner. That's the big thing here. So you have your kids that develop that trust early and you have your kids that don't that have to learn as they get a little bit older to trust and find that sense of hope. So that is the first stage, the infancy stage. Right. So trust versus mistrust right so the outcome of this before we go to the next stage is if a child successfully develops trust the child will feel safe and secure in the world caregivers who are inconsistent emotionally unavailable or even rejecting to contribute to the feelings of trust will result in fear and a belief that the world is inconsistent and unpredictable so that first stage is definitely a real big one that I just wanted to highlight for you guys. The second stage we're going to get into is autonomy versus shame. So this is around two to three years old. So this is where, again, potty training, right? Like we're learning how to use the potty and this can really help us build that sense of trust, right? And finding that sense of balance. But one of the outcomes that's big during this time period is children who often struggle with this, who are ashamed of further accidents, may be left without a sense of personal control. Success during this stage of psychosocial development leads to feelings of autonomy. Failure results in feeling of shame and doubt. So this is, again, feeling that sense of accomplishment, right? I mean, when we are potty training right there is a lot of shame in terms of you know when we make accidents on ourselves right so being able to acknowledge that is a big first step so that is the second stage of the theory the third stage and this usually occurs you know right around the preschools early preschool stage my fall so from three years old to five this is initiative versus guilt this is, again, the idea of exploration, and the outcome is finding the purpose. So when it comes to this stage, a major theme is the development that the children need to begin asserting control and power over their environment, right? So you guys know, you know, like when we're younger, like we might feel like we don't have that control, like our parents or loved ones or even family members, you know, it can be very hard to find that control. So 
that during this stage, it's important for these kids to find that. So this is where, again, they're asserting control and power over their, and, and over their environment. Success in this stage leads to a sense of purpose. Children who try to exert too much power experience disapproval, resulting in a sense of guilt, feeling guilty for speaking out and speaking up, right? So this is all, again, about finding that balance. The next stage, stage number four, as we continue this theory, is the school age stage. So now the first three stages, you know, they're kind of close in years. Now here's where we start to get a little bit longer stages here. So we have the school age, uh, the school age um, stage. This is from ages six to 11 years old. And the big thing here is industry versus inferiority. Inferiority, my fault. So again, this is when school is starting, right? And this is building that sense of confidence, right? So children who are encouraged and commended by parents and teachers develop a feeling of competence and belief in their skills. Those who receive little or no encouragement from parents, teachers, or peers will doubt their abilities to become successful. So again, this is all about getting that validation from others. This one is a very big, a big stage, right? Because we're in school, we have teachers, we're getting grades, right? We're getting testing on our academic skills. So building that sense of self, right? And getting the validation from others that we are doing a good job is so important. And the ones that don't, again, just, it can really struggle with confidence, the fifth stage, so this is from ages 12 to 18 years old. So this is adolescent stage. So this is identity versus role confusion. The big event here during this stage is social relationships, and the outcome is fidelity. So when it comes to this stage, again, this is very important, right? Because this is where the concept of identity comes in the play, figuring out who are we? What do we want to become? What do we want to accomplish? So during this stage, right, of adolescence, we are discovering who we are. We're not necessarily, you know, you know, relying on family members, right? This is our chance, you know, to explore and find our own sense of happiness, our own sense of being without parents, right? So this is the big thing. This is a very big stage. Again, the emphasis on discovering the self and identity is so important because our personal identity gives us an integrated and cohesive sense of self that endures through our lives. Our sense of personal identity is shaped by our experiences and interactions with others. And it is this identity that helps us guide our actions, beliefs, behaviors as we age. So if we struggle during this stage, this is again, we're going to feel confused or misunderstood or feel like people don't really understand us, right? And then when we're confused, there could be a lot of deeper feelings that reside to that. So just keep an eye on that idea of confusion, okay? The next stage we're going to get to is intimacy versus isolation. So during this stage, this is around again, this is young adulthood. So this is age 19 to 40 years old. 
So this is where, again, relationships play a big part. And love is a huge outcome here, right? Because this is where we're forming these deep relationships. If we're getting married, we're getting married during this time period for the most part, right? So this is all, again, just building that validation, right? So remember, though, that each step builds on skills learned in, in previous steps, Erickson believed that a strong sense of personal identity was important for developing intimate relationships. Studies have demonstrated that those with a poor sense of self tend to have less committed relationships and are more likely to struggle with emotional isolation, loneliness, and depression. Successful resolution of the young adulthood stage results in the virtue known as love. It is marked by the ability to form lasting, meaningful relationships with people, like not just jumping from person to person, but, you know, like being able to be committed and stay committed in a relationship is so important, you know. So that is something that I just want you guys to, to think about. And uh, my apologies, guys. I know if you guys are watching this live, my camera has been like shifting a little bit. So I'm just going to shift it real quick. All right, there we go. Much better. My fault. I was like, man, like, why is my head all the way out here? So now my camera's fixed, so we're good. But that is these two stages that I just talked about. Stage five and stage six are very important in this theory. You know, building that sense of self, building that sense of identity, and also being able to form strong, lasting relationships. We need that. If you guys remember last week on the podcast, we did Maslow's theory of uh, of needs, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And forming intimate, strong relationships and getting the validation is something we need to achieve self-actualization. So these two stages in Erickson's development, psychosocial development uh, theory, it's just so important. These, ne- these past two stages. The next stage we're going to get into, though, so if we form successful relationships and have a great sense of self, then we reach a middle adulthood, which is around 40 to 65 year- years old. And this is generality versus stagnation. So this is, again, where work and parent- parenthood is big during this time period. The outcome in this stage is all about the sense of care. Right. So generality versus stagnation. So adults need to care or nurture things that will outlast them. So, again, during this stage, right, care is achieved when the stage is handled successfully. Being proud of your accomplishments, watching your children grow into adults and developing a sense of unity with your life partner are important accomplishments during this stage. Because, you know, it's very awkward when, you know, you get to see your kid grow into the person that they become. Right. And as parents, you know, part of the job is, you know, to give them a life in which, you know, they can discover and find stuff about themselves, you know. So depending on how parents have been parenting, you will start to see the results of how you were parenting. So that is a big one. And then the last stage of this theory, just to wrap up everything, this is from 65 years and up, is the maturity stage. So this is ego integrity versus despair. 
during this time period is a lot of reflection on life. And the thing you're supposed to gain out of all of this is wisdom. So, well, we'll start with unsuccessful. Those who are unsuccessful during this stage will feel that their life has been wasted and many and many experience many regrets. The person will be left with the feelings of bitterness and despair. But those who feel proud of their accomplishments will feel a sense of integrity. Successfully completing this phase means looking back with few regrets and a general feeling of satisfaction. These people attain wisdom even when confronting death, right? Because a lot of people are scared of dying. A lot of people fear the concept of, of death. You know, once we reach that self-actualization in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we become at peace with ourselves. And this theory is also highlighting that as well. So one of the things when it comes to this theory, you know, where there's been some backlash in Erickson's theory. So, so we just went through all the stages, you know, let me know what stage really stood out to you guys the most. But when it comes to some strengths of this theory and also criticisms, one major weakness of the theory is the exact mechanisms for resolving conflict and moving from one stage to the next. They're not as described, you know, because when we have a stage that covers birth all the way to death, you got to cover a lot of material. Right. So not getting into more of the specifics could does hurt the theory a little bit. But in terms of support, though, it provides again, this is a broad framework to view development. Right. So it's something to build off of. So you start with this and then we start to put the other pieces into the puzzle. What did you experience in this age? What did you what did you go through during this time period? Were you given, you know, the parent support in the beginning? So that's where, you know, we can find and and get into parts of the development where things that might have not gone your way. So although this theory does not get into full detail with specific things, it does provide a very broad, you know, and great starting point for you guys to just to find and figure out your sense of self. So when it comes to this theory, what do you guys think? I know I threw a bunch of information at once. I appreciate you guys for your patience Feel free to comment below. One of the questions for the podcast will be what's what stage really stood out to you the most? Um, so, again, if you guys can comment and stuff, that will really work for me. But we're going to take a quick little break here on the podcast. We're going to be right back. And uh, again, thank you guys for reaching and listening to 100 episodes with me, it's really been great. When we come back, I'm going to do our weekly tarot and talk a little bit about cancer season, just some energy we might be feeling. And also, you know, depending on your rising sign, right, where you might be feeling certain things, because our rising sign is the ruler of our first house, which is the sense of self. So I hope you guys are, again, enjoying the podcast. We'll take a quick little break here. And you guys are listening to Your Spiritual Best Friend with Josh Sanchez. Hey, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcast gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters 
as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash, and best of all, it's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcash.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcash.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast. All right, guys, and we are back. So our first topic, we talked a lot about Eric Erickson's theory of psychosocial development. Now we're going to get into our weekly tarot card readings, guys. I know I haven't been doing them in a while. A couple of people are like, man, I miss your readings. So I'm going to shuffle the deck. I'm going to pull three cards. And our question is just like always, you know, what energy should me and my podcast listeners be expecting this next this next week coming up? So what is the energy that me and my podcast listeners should be feeling or should be expecting for this week coming up. Wow. This one was, this one was easy. This one, the cards popped out right away and they were, my ancestors were talking. So they have a lot of things to say. It's been some time. So first, as you guys know, give me one second. Let me grab my book. All right, there we go. As you guys know, you know, I'm going to show the cards live and then we're going to read them and what they mean to us. So the first one we got, we got eight of cups. So if you guys see this picture live, you see a man, he's walking, there's the moon in the background and uh, there's eight cups that are surrounding him. So as I pull up eight of cups, and again, my deck I use is the modern way, Terra. So we're going to discuss. So eight of cups. Abandonment, travel, letting go. The Eight of Cups represents letting go, walking away, and possibly ending a relationship or connection. Although the future may be uncertain, when you decide to do this, know that it'll be worth it. In the long run, you can't afford to have anyone in your life or on your team that does not support you. The Eight of Cups illustrates that you are spending too much time focusing on negativity in your life. As a result, your mental health could be taking a hit. Meditation, seeing a therapist, and online support groups can help you through tough times if you're willing to make yourself a priority. Even if you are the one who's been left, the message here can be positive. The only way to elevate to the next level is to leave the current one. Could a mountain climber ever reach the peak if it refused to take the first step? So what I'm getting from this first card is being able to let go of whatever negativity is going through your life right now. So letting go of the stress, letting go of the anxiety, letting go of if it's a person, letting go of the person in your life that's draining you, right? And it can be scary, right? The feeling of abandonment can also be in there. Like that feeling can be up and present, right? So that's something to just think about, right? So focusing on yourself and your own mental health is a big thing. So that is the first, that is the first card in the reading. So very powerful right away. Next card we got is the star. So this is my first time getting the star. So I'm actually very excited to read and see what it is 
So XVII. Throw the star, hope, renewal, creativity, and inspiration, healing. Legend has it that you're seeing a falling star and make a wish. It will come true. Are you in need of a glimmer of hope? In a reading, the star is just that. Optimism, hope for the future, and renewed faith are all embodied by the star. So it is no surprise that it ushers in calm and peace. If you have, if you have been having a tough time, you will soon regain your motivation and rise to the top again. The star in the Terra is the light at the end of the tunnel. Thankfully, you have almost come to the other side of the hurdle in your way. What is it that you're trying to heal from? The star wants you to open your heart, realize your inner strength, and have faith that the best is yet to come. So this is another thing too. So the first card, right, being able to let go, right? But also, you know, the, when you have the ability to let go, right, you have that new sense of creativity, that hope, right? You're healing yourself. So the star, again, if you have a wish, now is the time, this, this upcoming week, right? Try something new, right? Like, you know, what have you learned from healing? What have you learned from letting go? That is the whole concept of this neck, this star. It's a major arcana card and it's great. And I feel the energy of it. So hopefully you guys are too listening and um, following the podcast, whether it's on video or also on, you know, audio. So the star. So, so far again, and just showing you guys the car, the, the card, if you guys can see, it's a woman sitting. And you have a bunch of stars in the background. So it's great. The next one we got is the Page of Pentacles. So, so far, again, our, our first two cards have been very uplifting. So the next one, Page of Pentacles. So if you guys see, it's a guy right there. This is our third card of the reading. So Page of Pentacles. Sticking to goals, particularly particularity, and manifestation. The Page of Pentacles symbolizes a growing awareness of the value of material possessions, career, and physical health, and how to increase these materials' blessings. You are open to new opportunities and making your dreams a reality by getting the ball rolling. This card tells you that you have all it takes to manifest your dreams and spell success but only if you stay focused and grounded in what you're about to set out to achieve. Make sure you have a clear plan and stay grounded. This will help you look for the next realistic and achievable step forward. Your practical approach and common sense will lead you to the solution that works. So this last card focuses on, you know, sticking to the plan, right? So whatever new wish or new hope or new thing you're learning from the star Tap into that and stay grounded while doing that. You will find your answers if you stick to common sense and a practical approach, right? So we can't get into so much of the feeling, right? Because when we go by feeling, it has to make sense, right? So these three cards, this reading overall, overall takeaways, the first card, right? Talked a lot about letting go, feeling abandoned, right? It's like feeling of, Dang, like if I let this person go, like who am I? But the star, you know, so the star is once you let go, the star, you know, is new hope, new horizons are in the surface, you know, whether that's a new career change or, you know, a new beginning. 
Uh, so tapping into that, you're going to see the end of this long work you've been doing. But while doing that, staying grounded, asking yourself, does this make sense? Staying practical while going through all of this because good things are coming. So that is our tarot card reading of the week again. So we have eight of cups. You guys see here, eight of cups, the star, and page of pentacles. So three wonderful cards. Thank you, ancestors, again, for giving us another great reading. This is, again, the energy we're going to be feeling this week. Let me know how you guys feel about this reading as well. So I'll make sure to put the reading in the show description. So I'll put the cards in there and see, you know, how you guys feel. But to wrap up this podcast for this week, because I'm going to get I'm going to start posting on a consistent basis again. Overall takeaways, we have Erickson's stages of psychosocial development. Ask yourself, you know, have you had any trouble in your life through each stage? And how does how do you think that's affected you? And also with this tarot card reading, right, being able to let go, the more we can let go, the more we're healing within ourselves, the more we're getting close to accepting who we are and whatever situations we are experiencing, both positively and negatively. Denial is a huge defense mechanism. We can deny the realities that are happening to us. But part of us being able to grow is being able to accept whatever it is that we are facing. So the ability, again, to let go is huge during this time period. So stay focused, trust yourself, and love yourself, guys, at the end of the day. The relationship with yourself is the most important relationship in your life. Remember that. All right, so to wrap up, we'll do a little bit of cancer season just because I know I have not been doing as much astrology on this podcast, and I apologize. It's been it's been definitely a, a lot has happened this past month. It's been a long journey for myself, and I needed a break from the podcast for a little bit. But um, cancer season, right? Cancer is ruled by the moon, so it's all about caretaking and nurturing, right? So depending on where, if you have any cancer placements in your chart, That'll these places, these placements are going to highlight that. So, for instance, for my cancer rising people, right? So whenever it's cancer season, the sun is in your first house, right? So the first house is a is the sense of self, right? So if you think about the sense of self, right? Like you're you're discovering yourself, you're discovering your ego, right? You're discovering all of these things, right? So being able to be patient and learn some new things during this season is important. So for my cancer rising people, you know, that's just something for you guys to think about. And if anybody, not just cancer rising, but if anybody has any cancer placements or any cardinal energy placements, such as Aries, Capricorn, Cancer, and I know I'm forgetting one more, and it is Aries, Capricorn, I know this cancer, I believe Libra. Yeah, Libra. Let's see. Is it Libra? I have to remember off the top of my head. I believe it is Libra, but those are the signs. If you have any of those placements, those are the signs you're going to feel the most during cancer season because the sun is highlighting a certain aspect to your chart. 
So for those who do not know, again, we have a natal chart and we have a current transit chart. The transit chart is what's currently going on in the world that is affecting your natal chart, which is the chart in which how the planets were when you were born. So that's a little like just a quick little rundown. I don't want to get too in depth. For our next podcast, we'll t- I'll talk more about that. I apologize for all my Gemini friends and my Gemini family members. I know you guys wanted a whole podcast on Geminis. Uh, so I will see if I can add that a little bit to the mix as well for next week's podcast. But if you guys haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to the podcast. Your subscriptions and also ratings and comments will really help boost the podcast overall. If you haven't done so already, check out my social page as well on Instagram for your spiritual best friend. I'm trying to get the follower count up a little bit more on that pod, on that uh, page. And also, guys, I am doing tarot card readings and I'm also doing astrology charts. So if anyone is interested in getting a reading done while also mixing in a little bit of counseling in the process, let me know. Prices vary depending on your income and I'm willing to help you guys out. I'm going to start going to local crystal shops, too. So I will post that all on my page. So that'll be a big special announcement once I get a position at one of these spots. But I hope you guys, again, have a wonderful rest of your week. You stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.